0: Is there a doctor
1: in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I gotta. Man, loving you. Doctor,
2: doctor, 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 and doctor.
1: It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Doctor Rashid Batar.
2: I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. <laughs>
1: The doctor is in. We're doubling down on the doctors tonight. We got not only Dr. Rasha Bittar, but professor, doctor, Ph.D., Brian Hooker joins us. Uh, Dr. Bittar, can you believe it? We finally got Brian Hooker on at the same time as us.
2: That is fantastic. You know, Brian, the uh, first time I heard him lecture, I was very impressed with him, and I'm so glad that uh, you were able to make time to come be with us today, Robert. Uh, Brian, it's, it's really good. So, Robert, good job getting
0: him, getting yeah.
1: him to pull out of his class obligation to be on. Right, ch- tracking this guy down ain't easy. But Brian Hooker, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well,
0: thank you. I guess we're having a doc holiday today. So, uh, <laughs> with all off. these doctors, with all these doctors on the Robert Scott Bell Show. So, uh, no, I I'm honored to be here, and uh, um, am honored to uh, be with Doctor Buttar as well.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm broadcasting live from the United States Health Freedom Congress in St. Paul, Minnesota at Hamlin University. And we've got another day here. Uh, Professor Hooker is going to be the keynote tomorrow evening, which we're excited about. But I wanted to get a little bit of a sneak preview as well as maybe an update on the hashtag CDC whistleblower because this is a story that's still not gained traction in the mainstream media, not that we're surprised by that. But this is probably one of the biggest stories that has been suppressed of the, of the 21st century.
0: The I, the the silence is is deafening. It's and it's incredible um, how little, uh, if any, mainstream coverage that we've gotten. Um, you, you know the story continues. Uh, we're we're continuing to work behind the scenes. I wish I could um, let everybody know what was going on, but there's a lot of things that I we're we're still keeping hush hush right now. But um, you know, rest assured, that, you know there are still. Uh, things that are going on behind the scenes and just trying to get somebody to, you know, in Congress or somewhere to grow a spine to be able to uh, have hearings, hold hearings, so Dr. Thompson can finally testify. I mean, he's ready and waiting, and he is willing to testify, but nobody will call him. Wow. You know, the thing
2: is, Ryan, uh, even though it's, you said, the sounds is deafening, it's also extremely, extremely predictable that this is exactly what would happen because as with all these different types of uh, controversial things that occur, the thought process is that if I ignore it and close my eyes and lock my ears and make some other redundant noise, then, you know, blah, blah, nobody can hear me. I can't see it. I can't hear it. And that's really what their attitude is right now. They're trying to cause distraction and and not give it any credence by not giving it any attention. And it's just going to, in in my opinion at least it's just going to continue to build up momentum and when it finally does pop it's going to pop louder and louder and stronger than it would have had it just come out right away because it's one of those things that as as I've said before the potential of creating a a civil war when this type of information is released to the general masses it's almost um, it's almost impossible that it would not cause massive, massive discourse in the population because the very body that was appointed to protect our future generations, to protect our children, not only did it, we thought that they may have fallen asleep at the, at the helm, but that's really not the case. They purposely did something that was detrimental to these children, to our future generations. And when the masses find that out, I don't think there's going to be any place that will be safe for the, for the decision makers.
1: Hmm. Brian, next week uh, there's a, a march on the CDC, and there's been involvement from Nation of Islam. Farrakhan got word of, of this uh, uh, cover-up at CDC, especially as it uh, you know showed the risk to african-american boys was uh, exponentially larger than than anyone else and uh, i think tony muhammad is going to be speaking there and a lot of other we got millennials young people that are going out and saying this is outrageous we need to stop this now um what do you see i, I think this is a big turn of events to have an entire community that has never acknowledged or identified this that this could be another tuskegee
0: I you know the fact that they would see a relationship like this and blatantly cover it up I do believe is another Tuskegee and you know here's here is a population that is being put in harm's way intentionally and what CDC will do is they'll 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 try to dismiss this away and say oh well you know there's not really any harm here but the numbers don't lie the numbers show that there is an effect and you know, at a minimum, it would have been. And I don't. I'm not even saying that this is responsible. But at the a minimum, they should have, have have researched that effect more thoroughly. Gotten a larger population of people of color, African Americans, Hispanics. Um, both men and women, and looked at these particular effects in more detail, so they could have taken these populations out of harm's way. They did absolutely, absolutely the opposite, according to Bill Posey, who talked to uh, Bill Thompson directly. They hauled in a trash can so they could um, destroy any of the evidence that showed that this was an effect. And and you know when you put. When you're intentionally putting people of, of uh, different race groups in harm's way, that's you know you know that's genocide. Mm.
2: Well, one other thing that I think needs to be mentioned here is that yes, the people, the, the African Americans, were they showed a greater propensity to be damaged, but that's not to say that other populations like the white, the Caucasian population wasn't being uh, damaged. They were all being damaged, except so that proportionately there was more of the black. Population that was being damaged than the white, but the point is that it affected all children of all color. It didn't matter. It it was just a higher prevalence. And, and Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what that's what the data showed. Correct?
0: That is correct. I mean, if you if you look at overall. The effects um there are there are papers that are written uh you know c d c has only looked at two things they've looked at uh tamarisol exposure and they've looked at the m m r vaccine that leaves thirteen out of fourteen vaccines that have been um unstudied you know in terms of post market surveillance and what they've found is that the entire population itself is being put in harm's way, but what the the populations that are being singled out you know, specifically with a greater degree of harm are African-Americans. And now if you look at the Gallagher and uh, Goodman papers, they also indicate that there's an effect that is it, specifically for the Marisol for Hispanics.
2: Right. You know, one of the things that was most impressive when I was looking at some of your slides uh, when you were showing that at the uh, conference last year was the number of peer-reviewed, uh, Offer, or the, the process of peer review and some of the people that peer reviewed some of the papers that were submitted and did not find the CDC's uh, data to be publishable and how they had to go second sometimes third, fourth attempts before a journal would pick up the studies and allow them to be published and that was another very remarkable thing I didn't even know that the CDC's uh, publishing of data was so pathetic that most journals would refuse
0: to publish them this is this is indeed junk science, and when you know when you look at the 10, uh, 10 or so publications that CDC has used to indemnify the Marisol containing vaccines, indemnify the MMR vaccine. Um, each one of them i i i believe i'm trying to think of an exception i'm doing this off the top of my head but i believe each one of them uh no i'm there 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 has been one that was uh published right out uh by the new england journal of medicine which is the thompson 2007 study but other than that each one of them was re, uh was rejected by at least one peer-reviewed publication before they would go to their fallback, the journal uh, Pediatrics, which will publish anything that will show vaccines are safe and effective because essentially the journal Pediatrics is underwritten by the pharmaceutical industry.
2: Hmm. That's something, Robert, you were talking about a couple of weeks ago, how almost every one of these journals that are out there have... uh, the vast majority of their funding comes from either directly or indirect from advertising advertisers. That's right. So the inserts were in these journals. Uh, so they're really manipulating the data. Um, if it's not consciously manipulating it, they're certainly, from a marketing standpoint and from a financial standpoint, manipulating it. Mm.
1: If you're a new listener to the Robert Scott Bell Show every week, we do advanced medicine with Dr. Rasha Battar, You can get archives uh, through medicalrewind.com in addition to our home here at GCN. GCN uh, uh, has it as well as many other sources. Uh, Brian Hooker, you published based on the, re- the, the, the looking at the total data that that was that you were able to pull out with Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, it, it initially got published. Did it get withdrawn? And if so, what was the reason?
0: it was um it was retracted by the journal um my my paper was published in um, in late July 2014. This was a paper on the MMR effect seen specifically in African-American males, and um, then the paper was subsequently retracted by the journal on October 3rd, 2014, and the reason, the rationale that was given to me was that I had an unreported conflict of interest that um, you, you know, was essentially that I did not disclose. Now, the conflict of interest was that I was serving on the board of uh, directors for the not-for-profit Focus for Health who funded the work. And, it, you know, I went back to the journal. It's, it, it, it's actually false. At the time that I completed the work, I was not on focus for Health board, and so I had no conflict of interest, and there was nothing to be reported and When I went back to the journal, they said well um we're we're going to retract your paper anyway and so never never was there any sound um I asked for a scientific justification I got one paragraph back that uh made absolutely no sense from a scientific perspective um And I rebutted that one paragraph with a, with a ten page rebuttal showing that in every statistical method that I could think of, every valid statistical method that I was getting the same effect, um, and they came back and said, well, we're not going to rebut what you're saying, but we're still going to retract the paper.
1: So they didn't retract it based on any errors in, in, in the data, science science of it was found. It was just that you had a conflict after the fact, not even during the fact that you didn't reveal because you weren't even on the board. This is astonishing, folks, but this is the kind of thing we're dealing with. This is what Dr. Rasha Bittar has been up against as a practicing physician doing his work in an advanced way beyond what they call the standard of care because they can't define it. And if you're doing the standard of care, you pretty much suck as a doctor. I can say that. I'm going to say I did. I said it. We'll find out what Dr. Batar says about what I just said after the fact, after the break. And Brian Hooker, Professor Brian Hooker, keynoting the United States Health Freedom Congress 2015 in St. Paul, Minnesota at Hamlin University tomorrow. Come on down and see us. If you're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, we'll be here. We'll be right back.
0: The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making
2: sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert.
1: All right, Professor Brian Luther joins us along with Dr. Bittar, Advanced Medicine, here on the Robert Scadbell Show. Links are up in the show notes at Uh Brian, the march on the CDC next week, I don't think anybody could stop it, not that I would want to, but you think about all the angry parents. The people that have recognized that this is this is really happening this has happened to their children, uh, your child has been injured by vaccines, Dr. Batari, yours had originally as well, and, and you you know you work to reverse it so well that they need a little heat, I believe now i don 't know how this impacts William Thompson. Because he's, you said he's willing to testify before Congress uh, as a whistleblower, uh, yet Congress doesn't want to hold hearings. Uh, Posey read it into the, into the congressional record, yet Chaffetz hasn't, in the Oversight Committee, hasn't called for it either. Um, do you think the CDC putting a little heat on them from the public could be something unique and interesting that's never happened?
0: I think that it's, it's, it's high time, and more and more heat needs to be put on the CDC. I was, I was concerned initially um, regarding the rally because I didn't want any more heat to be thrown towards, you know, Bill Thompson. But when I talked to the rally's organizers, they made it very, very clear that... Um, you know, they understand uh, uh, Dr. Thompson's position. They understand that he has made himself available and he continues to make himself available. They want to put heat on the bad actors, the Colleen Boyles, the Frank DiStefano, the Marsha Lynn Juergen Alsops of the world, and expose their wrongdoing. And I think that's completely appropriate. I, I, I wish we could have a rally at the CDC every day.
1: Hmm. I, I don't think yeah, they'll know what to do.
2: people. Mm -hmm. They are good people at the CDC, too. I mean, the people that, for example, took the lead out of gasoline and how they had to fight and fight and fight, everybody hears of the CDC, the and we've talked about this before in the air, Mm -hmm. Robert, but everybody hears about the infectious disease part, but very few people hear about the toxicology part. And it almost seems like there's an internal rift between the toxicology people and the infectious disease people, and the toxicology people are basically minimized. They're uh, they're not taking... uh, with the same degree of seriousness as the infectious disease people. And maybe it's because you can't really make a vaccine from, you know for something that's toxic. You can only do it for something that's theoretically infectious. So maybe that's the reason. But they are good people at the CDC, and I've met a couple of them myself. But I agree with Brian that we really, really need to push public scrutiny over the CDC because history has shown us that the only time anything significant occurs is not when governmental oversight takes place or societies or organizations push for it, it's when the public demands it. And that's the only time that something significant takes place that actually has an impact on on society. Mm.
1: I think uh op ed my uh, my millennial assistant producer says he's going to head to Atlanta and see if we can hook him up with some good interviews uh as he covers the event for us because I'm going to still be up here in uh, Minnesota. I wish I could be down there as well. Uh but th- this is a you know the interesting times that we live in uh that an uh, organization supposedly dedicated to science has basically abandoned science. In fact, uh you know worked like they're in a war against it. Uh, in denying this link that has been proven, has been shown uh, as well. And, uh, Professor Hooker, you continue tirelessly to speak, to lecture around the country. You've met with RFK as well. And uh, I I think we're going to see it change in our lifetime, but they're not going down uh, easily.
0: No, they're just making it harder on themselves, unfortunately, and there, you know, there's there's a, a trail of quote unquote collateral damage along the way. You know, as we're spreading the word, more and more people are deciding to vote with their feet. More and more people are leaving. Uh, traditional mainstream medicine and going to uh, places like integrative physicians, like uh, Dr. Buttar, and, um, and, you know, it's, it's great, but there's still, you know, the masses need to be educated. That's why I appreciate so much what you do every day on your show, Robert, um, because there needs to be more of an education and, but these, these behemoth agencies like the CDC are going to fall and they're going to fall hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: This is a good point to bring up, too. Uh, and I think I speak not just for myself when I say this, but on behalf of Robert, too, that uh, what you've done, Dr. is not only bringing it to fruition and doing it in a manner that may escape most of us because we're not statistically, uh, maybe we're statistically disadvantaged, maybe you could say <laughs> a <name> hand <laughs> of that, yes. uh, but somebody that can actually interpret those numbers and then give us semblance to that we can understand. And doing it in a very eloquent and and dignified manner, so it's really really appreciated. And uh, me personally, I really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: with gratitude, great vitamin G coming your way, Doctor Hooker. And I look forward to seeing you here in St. Paul tomorrow and your keynote. All right.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Buttar. Thank you, Robert, for having me on your show.
1: All right, we'll do it again, of course. He's got to teach a class, and I couldn't get him out of it even with a a note from his homeopathic doctor. All right, we'll be back with more advanced (laughs) medicine after this. Hold on one
0: second. (laughs) What kind of radio show is this?
2: The Robert Scott Bell Show. and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert.
1: Hey, that was awesome having Brian Hooker on. And by the way, uh, Dr. Bittar, we can now call Ty Bollinger and say, see, I told you, people do like Dr. Batar. He had genuine affection for you, my friend.
2: <laughs> I didn't know Ty I didn't think anybody liked me, but uh, but that's Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, you guys rib each other. It makes me laugh. So, uh, anyway, no, that was that was terrific. I mean, uh, what he's gone through, and of course, you know, you've addressed, and just from a let's say a parent issue, you know, Brian is is his son was severely impacted, you know, severely injured from the vaccine. It's of course what drives him every day. Uh, he didn't have the, the, you know, the, the wherewithal that you did to, to reverse your son in the rapid manner you did at the time. Of course, we've talked about that story. Uh, but you know, my heart goes out to him as just a parent. You know, but he ha- happens to, as you said, he has the statistical ability to put all of this together. Like you, know, you could be a, you know, a very learned man with a high degree. You not necessarily can do what Brian was able to do with his data. And, you know, people are shaking and quaking in their boots over this because it's hard to refute unless they, you know, throw it out on the basis of a bogus uh, conflict of interest.
2: Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. And it's one of those things that many of us may, you know, not have the opportunity to bring it to fruition like like uh, Dr. Hooker did, or many of us, if we are given that opportunity, may hesitate. But he didn't. And I've found that a lot of people, Robert, Don't have the internal stamina that's necessary to do the right thing most of the time because they're afraid and they're not. It's it's not that they're. I can I can understand their point because they're afraid for their livelihood. They're afraid for just kind of like what William Thompson must have gone through. He he obviously he's concerned about his livelihood, but he he stepped out of the box uh, to say the right thing to do the right thing, even though knowing that he could personally be harmed, he could become a victim. As Dr. Hooker said, that he's uh, I don't know if that off the air on the air, but there's concerns that Dr. Thompson's attorneys have that he could be prosecuted for releasing documents. Any of these types of things that that would motivate a person to keep their mouth shut. Those that are not intimidated by the people that have the power and still do the right thing, you know, I appreciate those type of people, and those are the type of people that have made a difference. Um, I've never not known how to be anything else but that, and uh, so when I meet other people that are similar, uh, it's almost um, it, it's an appreciation for other people because it's like-mindedness mm-hmm. that you seldom have an opportunity to come across. So, you know, you and I and Ty, there's only a handful of people that I know that are willing to do that, uh, but Dr. Hooker certainly and Dr. Thompson certainly yeah. are among those people.
1: Well, sometimes people, you know, are seemingly born that way, but don't we don't know them until a crisis occurs, and then suddenly they're called in this way. And, you know, not everybody responds. Some, you know, basically cower to the fear. Others, you know, are so outraged at the injustice that even if there's some fear involved, they put that aside and say, I must do this because it is the right thing to do. And that's all I ask of of anybody. You know, I recognize that there are choices that we all have to make in our life you know sometimes it's it's uh, uh you know a matter of of uh riches or or you know what is the reward is it is it gold and silver or is it because you've done the right thing and it's a spiritual basis for doing it um you know these are things that individually uh, you know we can judge from the outside at the same time but we certainly can recognize and acknowledge when the people step up despite all obstacles and odds to do the right thing
2: yeah and i think for me it's it's a little bit different uh it's mm-hmm. not so much the, the, you know, the 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 riches or the, or the abstination from um, something that could be detrimental. It's more looking at the consequence downstream. I believe Edmund Burke was attributed to say that the only thing necessary in order for evil to perpetuate is for good men to stand by and do nothing. And I look at that, not from a perspective that some people would say, oh, well, uh, you know, I, I've got these uh, illusions of grandeur or something like that. It's more... Because if it's not, if we stand by and allow evil to perpetuate, then who suffers, Robert? It's our children that suffer. Right. And that's what, you know, I think any decent parent that's on this planet wants to leave the world a better place for their progeny. And that's what my motivation is, that, the, that if I allow an injustice to perpetuate, it's not I that will suffer the consequences. Maybe in the afterlife, maybe if, if you know, the creator decides that I didn't live up to his expectations and maybe maybe we'll suffer from that perspective, but that's not really a motivation for me. It's that my children will have to suffer the injustices that I allowed to be perpetuated. And so that's my greatest impetus to uh, constantly strive to do the right thing so that they don't have to um, be under that same yoke and they can actually grow and benefit from the seed that I sow and they can, they can reap the harvest.
1: Yeah, well, and, you know, whether you have kids or not, um, you know, there, there is a conscious connection at one point that you'll either embrace or abandon. And of course, it's, to me, it's a miserable place to be to abandon that. Uh, and, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these millennials, many of whom have been impacted. I mean, these are the pri- this is the primary generation that was impacted since, you know, 1990, 91 when they expanded the vaccine schedule and have been hammered with things within the autism spectrum. Some of them have come out and they still have their faculties intact. Some of them maybe were not as assaulted because their parents woke up in time. Uh, but I'm seeing that a lot of the young people are starting to pick up on this uh... reality pick up the torch to help what we've witnessed in our lifetime and uh... you know to help us because they have the energy of youth each generation that energy of youth is what drives the transformation and change as, as much as we'd like to stay young forever uh... that energy i appreciate from the from that age group and that they're taking part in this and that they're going to be down there at, in atlanta at the cdc march next weekend is is just inspiring to me yeah
2: are there any preliminary numbers of how many people are going to be there
1: I, you know, I don't know I'm, I'm imagining you know from hundreds to thousands but I don't know the range we we uh, we talked to one of the millennials last week Saba and she was helping to coordinate that and she's got a lot of energy for this so uh, we'll check in with her this week to see how the weekend is turning out but I imagine it's going to be a, a pretty decent turnout because uh, when Farrakhan and uh, Tony Muhammad uh, brought this in and started referencing Tuskegee and talking about the attacks on, on black children black boys and tying it into to Pharaoh and the children of Israel I mean you, you you start seeing these these links, and you go, "Oh my gosh, this could be bigger than we imagined."
2: Yeah, and it's all about creating momentum and awareness. And I think when this starts happening, there will be there will be a lot of uh, momentum that that carries forward. And I think it, wasn't it um, wasn't it Mike that first made that correlation?
1: What like the. Adam's- the, well, yeah, he wrote a big piece on it and, and referenced all of the, the assaults on the minorities, particularly that government has perpetrated in the last 100 years, uh, so that you'd you recognize that you're, if you had a trust in government, like for instance, talking about, uh, the democratic leftist, uh, particularly in California, you know, they trusted government and look what it brought them, mandatory vaccines without exemption, uh, that, you know, you've got to wake up and realize that this isn't about attacking only one group now we're all involved now we're all related because as we've seen autism although uh, the impact seemingly higher in African-american boys and Hispanic boys as as Brian Hooker reworked the data there from CDC uh, we see uh, in the communities that I've been in in, in visited with and at autism one etc that it, it's 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 impacting every one of these children from every racial background
2: yeah and that's the one thing that I wanted to make sure when Brian was talking that even though statistically it may have shown a preponderance of one population and another population, the fact is that it's affected all. You know, even even though it may be one out of 10, one, and one out of 20, another one, one out of 50, another one, doesn't matter. It's affected. Even if it affects one child in one subpopulation, it's, it's too much. And that's the point. Even though to get the awareness, maybe there's an angle to uh, highlight those those that have been Damage statistically more significantly than the than the others but it, mm-hmm. no uh, it, 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 it's, it's not like uh reduces the impact to the subpopulation that has a lesser impact it's still affecting many people in that right. lesser population.
1: Yeah. For those of you who are new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, each and every Monday, uh, Dr. Batard joins us as my co-host, and we do advanced medicine together. You can go back hundreds of hours at medicalrewind.com. Of course, the archive links are linked up in, in the show notes eventually at robertscottbell.com. You can hear the archives at our syndicator, GCN, and, of course uh, – uh, now we have, uh, you know, Epic Times thanks to Jerry Doyle. We've got iTunes, we've got Stitcher, we've got podcasting through, uh, TuneIn as well as a new app and UK Health Radio across the pond. Uh, so, uh, also, uh, Dr. Batar, if you're not, if you're new to him, he's also the, the author of an international bestselling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. And that's linked up in the show notes as well at robertscottbell.com. Um, you know, this is the thing also with the truth about cancer. And by the way, I don't, you probably didn't watch any of it to see how, how much you rocked it in your, your segments and you probably got more to go. But people are just, uh, blown away by the directness, the broad, the breadth and the depth of the many doctors that have been involved in as well. You cut through it like a knife through uh, hot butter, as they say.
2: Well, I haven't seen any of it, Robert, but I'll tell you that today uh, my office manager told me that she said, I don't know what happened, but she said, we've had more calls coming in. The phones have been nonstop. It drove my staff crazy. They had to bring in extra staff (laughs) uh, to, uh, nursing staff had to answer the phones, and they said it was crazy. So I guess whatever aired last night, Mm -hmm. Uh, Must have had a segment for me. I don't
1: know. Yeah, must have. And, you know, the thing is um, uh, we are gaining more listeners off of these uh, events all the time. And, uh, you know, this information has been – we've been doing it for years. And it's just – there's a critical mass. It's a consciousness shift. We've talked about it that way as well. And, uh, you know, even now um, there's a big article about Monsanto stock tanking. Uh, Mike Adams has set to, set a, fa- a plan to an, a bankrupt Monsanto using free market principles instead of, you know, begging the government to, to, you know, to make them label it. It says like, let the market just cr- collapse them. McDonald's is in trouble even. That has been an institution for 60, 70 years almost. And so we're seeing evidence that things are changing. If people don't see it, it's right before our eyes. Yeah,
2: that's fantastic. I, I would love to see that plan to, to uh, bankrupt Monsanto. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's going to reveal that on his, uh, I think he's calling it the Health Ranger reports coming back on the New Talk Network. So there's a lot of things that are growing and growing. And, uh, I'm just, you know, humbled to be part of it, a small part of it at this time, uh, you know, as, as well. I mean, I, fortunately, I didn't have children injured by vaccines. I was injured and I, I woke up early and detoxed myself. And so we could raise children differently. And you've done that with your kids since then as well. And, uh, these kids that have that brightness, that light, um, they're here to change the world for the better, and you know we're, we're looking to protect them legitimately, not the, the phony way CDC is promoting.
2: Yeah, under the pretense of the necessity of public safety is the where they've gotten their power. So taking that away from them and making sure that they understand that they are not appointed to guard actually, we are going to take that responsibility. I think is the greatest thing we can do.
1: Yep, and that's why I'm up here at the United States Health Freedom Congress. We'll be reporting live tomorrow night as well. Brian Hooker will be doing the keynote. And we'll continue on and wrap up advanced medicine together with Dr. Rasha Bittar after this break. Remember, links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, 866-939-BELL if you want to call in.
2: Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things?
1: It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert will be right back.
2: Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert.
1: Oh man, I want to do the placebo story with you, Dr. Bicar, but First, I just saw on social network our good friend Eric Leon, who you remember, you take care of his kid, had uh, just posted a picture of a TSA agent with pink gloves. They're gonna pat you down, give you a rectal exam for the cure at TSA going through security. Pink gloves. Oh my gosh. I thought the KFC buckets were bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's interesting the pink, you know, the whole pink uh, movement. But hey, you know, it's all about distraction and illusion,
1: right? It totally it is. Totally it is. Hey, we did a video. Super Don and I did a video over at Epic Times. We follow up on a story we covered uh, last week uh, about the pharmaceutical industrial complex fearing uh, the placebo effect. Uh, it turns out the placebo effect is 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 increasing. Uh, In other words, it's having a bigger and bigger impact in new studies as they try to bring new drugs out. And in order for a drug to be approved and deemed effective, it has to show efficacy apparently over 30% different from a placebo, another better. And recent studies are showing it's not doing it as well. And so the reports from the official, I guess, scientific, uh, I don't know who does these tests, are saying, well, here's the idea now since we're having trouble getting drugs to do better than placebo. Do studies, but do shorter studies with fewer participants and i'm thinking what really that's that's their oh, answer
2: yeah that that makes sense it makes sense because you you know if you can't get the real result you then start manipulating the scenarios so that you get the desired effect which comes back to what brian hooker was talking about earlier and what we've talked about before on the show that all this science that's been published in these peer-reviewed journals is really all junk science and in fact doesn't even justify being having even having the word science in there at all. It's just fabricated numbers that they that they create. And so what they're doing now is they're manipulating the situation. They're manipulating the criteria uh, that has been basically the, the their only saving grace. Now they don't even start changing that around just to get the desired outcome. You know there's an easier way to get the desired outcome. It's just have some random numbers, make them up and just tell the story whatever it is. I mean that's the only thing that's left, right? Just come up with whatever you want. <laughs> Forget about the Forget about the actual study. Just just uh, project what you think is going to happen and call it a study.
1: Make stuff up. Do a 3-D hologram from a spaceship that's created in uh, Area 51, reverse engineered from uh, uh, Barack Obama's ancestors. I don't know. This is getting so weird out there.
2: You'd have, you'd have to get Pixel Studios involved so they can do some animation, you know, and, and, and bring it all to life. It's yeah. just a perfect fictional story.
1: A- absolutely incredible. So, again, here's the science. If you're new to the show... Uh, We don't take kindly to what they call scientism or sci-fientism. In fact, uh, uh, you know, the the science is not happening from the official gang that are trying to perpetrate a fraud on us with drugs and vaccines. In fact, uh, the real stuff's happening, uh, you know, by uh, people who are committed to an ideal and maybe they're dro- driven to that ideal. Maybe they always had it, or maybe they're driven to it because of injury or, uh, you know, a sickness or illness within their own family or themselves. And, uh, and they're aw- awakened to a whole new world, like waking up, uh, like Neo in the Matrix.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Robert. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's basically, um, waking up and, and realizing what's true and what's not true, what's an illusion and what's not. This is the reason when we talk about the politics and, the republican versus the democratic party or you, you look at any of these these are all illusions you know that in fact if you look at the current trend in tv with the reality shows that's all a perfect backdrop to create uh distractions so the masses aren't aware of the mm-hmm. of the garbage that's being perpetrated on them you know i mean they just right. its everything's happening slowly in the back and we don't even realize it's happening i mean how do you how do you cook a a boil a frog right you put it in water and you put the Put it on the stove. You do it slowly. You don't throw a frog into hot water, boiling water, right away because they'll just jump out. And that's exactly what's happening to the population. It's slowly we're we're being
1: boiled. Yeah, I, I believe the frog would jump out eventually. The human, nah, not so smart. <laughs> it, <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> interesting. One of my first YouTube videos was a, a flight from you know, Washington, Baltimore down to Florida, and I saw the planes parallel to us spraying chemtrails, and I filmed it uh, from the from the plane. This time, coming up north, uh, I filmed two planes crossing paths that had contrails, very distinct and different from chemtrails. So look for our RS Bell Media Channel on YouTube. I'm going to try and post that in the next few days to give you the counterpoint. What,
2: what is the difference,
1: Abbott? Well, the contrails dissipate instant, almost as fast as they uh, are created, as opposed to staying and then dispersing as a fog and a mist that drops down to us, whether it contains aluminum, barium. Uh, and uh, other assorted nasties. Persistent organic pollutants and heavy metals, Dr. Bittar. Hey, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having uh, Dr. Hooker on with us today. That was awesome.
2: Yeah, it was. It was really great.
1: Well, that's it for tonight from the United States Health Freedom Congress. Till tomorrow, Dr. Bittar, thank you. Thank you to Dr. Hooker. Thank you to Diane Miller, Camille, as well, Rees. The power to heal is yours. Robert Scott